0: Hey, welcome back. So I want to take some time today to talk about some of the events that have transpired in the last few days in regards to the U.S. financial system. And actually, you know, I, this extends beyond the U.S. financial system. A better way to term this would be the U.S. dollar system. For, for quite some time now, some individuals have been warning about a dollar funding crisis that eventually was going to hit the US, uh, U.S. dollar markets. And in the last couple of days, really since uh, the, the markets opened on, on Sunday evening or Monday morning, we, we've seen that occur. And and largely it's been, it's most evident in what's called the overnight repo market. What's a repo market? You know, I don't want to, in this video today and, and talking about what the Fed uh, carried out today in terms of repo operation whatnot, I don't want to get too much into the weeds in terms of what the mechanics of a, repo uh, agreement or operation is first of all because i'm no expert on it but second of all i don't think it's super duper relevant to most of us but i do want to give you guys the basics and so you know the repo market is essentially a short-term funding market for various entities or in many cases financial institutions banks you can think of it as banks need some liquidity or funding you know you can almost use those terms interchangeably over the short term and so what they do is they sell certain assets, usually things like U.S. Treasury bonds, to an investor or somebody else or another bank on an overnight basis at a, at a specific rate, right? We're not talking about a long-term loan or anything. We're talking about overnight, in this case, overnight repo. Uh, and, and it's lended at a certain rate, you know, 1%, 2%, 3%, which is, you know, sounds like a lot, maybe even 5%, but we're talking about overnight, so it's not that big of a deal, unless, you know, of course, they're, they're uh, Engaging in these agreements you know, constantly, but what we've seen over the last couple of days is the rate on the repo market explode significantly. Actually, today, as of today, earlier today, it moved all the way to like all time highs, somewhere around ten percent, if I remember correctly. And and what that is representative of is just a lack of funding a lack of funding to the point where banks or financial institutions have to uh, be doing this type of borrowing at a very high interest rate that's a lack of liquidity essentially very important because how many times have I, and how many times have many individuals said in the past that you know today's markets today's financial system is more of a function of credit and liquidity than it is I don't know fundamentals or profits or a strong economic base or whatever right a lot of it's credit and, and liquidity and so this is important to pay attention to even though we're not seeing this reflected a whole lot in the stock market precious metals the bond market right we're not seeing markets panic on this news but they should be, or they should be at least paying attention to what's going on and what happened today. And so we had this event where where repo rates went extremely high, highest on record. And the Fed, for the first time in a decade, decided to intervene today by engaging in their own repo operation. So the idea behind this is that they're going to provide liquidity to the system because the system itself isn't providing enough liquidity. So they go out and they Say that they're going to conduct a repo operation. Again, the way this works is the Fed goes out, they buy, or, or sorry, they lend, buy whatever, buy these, these um, assets, in this case, things like treasuries, mortgage-backed securities, etc., with, with the agreement that the banks that are, are selling those are going to repurchase them the following day at a specific rate, around 2 to 3% that that's basically how the agreement works with this repo operation and it it provides that short-term liquidity that the market is looking for well they announced this but then there was a technical difficulty i mean again this is the first time the fed has tried to carry this out and this is the new york fed first time they've done this in in like 10 years it used to be commonplace but in today's day and age where we're supposed to have a very liquidity rich environment we're talking uh something like 1.3 trillion dollars worth of of reserves in the financial system these types of repo operations, in theory, shouldn't be necessary. And yet, you know, here we are. Well, anyways, they announced it and then they canceled it because of technical difficulties or, or delayed it. But they did eventually go forward with it. Uh, they were planning on offering up to $75 billion worth. It ended up being about $53.15 billion worth of repo uh, um, agreements or, or purchases that occurred. And this is significant. You know, I think a lot of this is going to get lost in the weeds and and it's going to maybe not be paid attention to by many market participants. But as, you know, Zero Hedge itself points out that this, I mean, QE, quantitative easing, what are the mechanics of that? It's not super complicated, but basically when QE was a thing, the Federal Reserve or or pick your central bank would go out and buy assets. In the case of the Fed, uh, mortgage-backed securities and, and treasury bonds and bills and whatnot and they'd be buying them from banks right and the banks would get dollars to to throw in their reserves and that was basically how qe happened provided liquidity to the system albeit on a long-term basis Uh, i mean indefinitely i mean the fed began qe uh, like 10 years ago and they're still holding a large amount of that on their balance sheet those reserves are still in the system in this case, this repo market, we're just talking about overnight repo operation. Again, in the past, this used to happen almost on a daily basis, doesn't so much anymore, but there maybe this is a precursor to more of that in the future. But again, the markets are not getting too concerned about this, but they should be. Because eventually, again, as, as Zero Hedge points out, I don't think these repo operations are gonna be sufficient to provide the liquidity that the system needs. I mean, the next step in here is QE traditional quantitative easing indefinite towards uh, uh injections of liquidity into the system not these overnight injections but indefinite uh to you know the term QE infinity gets thrown around where where the fed goes out prints money and buys assets and and doesn't ever sell those assets and it continues to buy them indefinitely in you know, a certain amount each month i mean that's qe infinity and that's sort of the next step here but again Markets aren't paying attention too much to this. In fact, if anything, they might see this as a positive because again, markets are largely a function of liquidity and credit. And so if you're gonna be pumping up more liquidity into the system, then great. And hey, guess what? Tomorrow, the Fed is coming out with their their Fed meeting, which I almost honestly forgot about. It seems like it was just a week or two ago that they came out with their, they had their, what, August meeting. Uh, But no, they're in their September meeting now. And they are expected to cut rates by something like a quarter percentage point, 25 basis points. And so, hey, guess what? That's more liquidity and, and probably more credit that they're going to be pumping into the system through that. What's not to love for the stock market? Well, uh, there's a lot of problems with this, right? Because first of all, the, the idea that QE or low interest rates were going to be a temporary measure uh, was, was a very popular idea after the financial crisis, when the Fed cut rates, when they started QE, that was sort of the idea. But with each passing month, with each passing Fed meeting, each year passes, I think more and more people are realizing that this type of policy from the Fed, from central banks around the world is here to stay. That that wasn't a one-off, that the financial crisis, yes, was a big deal, but that maybe didn't warrant... Zero percent or low interest rates for the next ten years, or, or as it looks, you know, there, there's no point in the future where I think at many, where where, you know, I see somehow these rates rising unless it's in some sort of a, a currency crisis where they have to raise rates to to protect the very currency itself, right? And I think more and more market participants are waking up to that reality. It's just a matter of time. For, for when you know, the stock market starts to realize that, hey, more and more liquidity, more and more credit is maybe not the best thing in the world. right? At some point, the Fed is going to be able to, uh, they're going to lose their ability to create more liquidity, to put more cre- liquidity and credit into the system. And in terms of credit, and when I use that term credit, I'm talking about debt, essentially, there's going to come a point in which more debt is not going to be a desirable thing right? You, you'll have one of two things happen. Either A, you're having an economy so saturated with debt at every level that that it, it just won't be able to take on anymore. It's going to be like a sponge that's totally soaked and you drop some water on it. And what happens? I mean, the water doesn't sit there. It it, it pools around it. it. It flows away because that sponge is saturated. And that's going to, you know, another term would be like a, you know, when you have a an area that's, that's saturated with uh, a water from rainfall. You know, you get several days of, of, of heavy rainfall in an area, and the soil is just saturated. And then you have a storm move through through the area. Well, what happens with all that excess water? You know, if the soil is saturated, it flows away. And so, what happens? And it can create a lot of damage. Uh, and that's actually a really good analogy. Maybe I'll use that again in the future. That's sort of what's going to happen with. Fed and, and and other central bank operations in the future, in terms of cutting interest rates, in terms of quantitative easing, it's going to create a lot of damage. Right, the the markets are going to be saturated with credit, with liquidity, and and the Fed, what whatever they do in terms of trying to provide more of that, is going to create more damage than it's going to do good. If if this makes sense, that liquidity, that that this, those attempts by the Fed, if anything, are largely going to flow into asset prices uh and i'm not talking stocks necessarily i'm talking about consumer goods i'm talking about inflation i'm talking about a a a uh inflation of the u.s dollar a, a devaluation of the u.s dollar etc so i mean that's one aspect of it right you have the saturation of debt but then the other piece of it is also you know the idea of a minsky moment right that that debt over the short term and I'll explain how I'm kind of explaining what how, what a Minsky moment is, but but the idea behind it is that debt over the short term can stimulate economic growth, but that early on, you know, maybe one dollar of debt creation equals one dollar of economic growth GDP, but that over time, with more and more debt in a system, the you're going to get less bang for your buck. You know, at some point, that one dollar of of debt is going to create maybe a dime's worth of of GDP growth and then a penny's worth and then a half penny. And at some point you hit what's called a Minsky moment where more debt creation actually leads to a decrease in GDP and then a and sort of game over. I mean, so eventually that's going to happen. I mean that we are already seeing evidence of that occurring here in the U S and certainly in Europe where, where the ECB is doing all they can. I mean, they cut rates recently again, they started QE again and what evidence do they have that that's been effective? I mean, very little. If anything, there, there's a ton of evidence that it's not working, that has been extremely damaging to their economy, damaging to their financial system. You have a ton of banks, even beyond just Deutsche Bank, which we pick on a lot, but a ton of other European banks that are on the brink of total failure right i don't want to use the term collapse because i mean it's not like an imminent event but you look at their stock prices they're doing terrible because of this low interest rate or negative interest rate environment they're they're in, at some point it's it's like central banks are pushing on a string to use a very popular analogy it's not going to work now the fed isn't quite there yet again when when they carry out this repo operation when they start qe when they eventually do cut rates beyond just a quarter Percentage point, uh, you know, maybe they'll cut it to a half percentage point, or or maybe a full percentage point at some point in the future. Be you know in response to significant market turmoil, or or even a recession. Yeah, you're going to see a response from that. But what I can tell you is that the response from that, or or the eventual move to zero percent interest rates or negative, and QE from the Fed is going to be much. Less, they're going to get less bang for their buck than they did after the financial crisis, and that's not only going to be because they have less room to move in terms of interest rates. It's also just going to be because the the efficacy of their policy is is declining on on a yearly basis, and and this is again something we already see evidence of even more in in uh, places like the ECB. So, anyways. As always, you know, I hope that this video, this podcast has been helpful. It's been a little bit educational. And and again, I, I didn't want to get too much in the weeds into what the repo market is or what a repurchase agreement is and whatnot, but I did want to take some time to talk about this important events in the in the, the US or the US dollar financial system and some of the big picture implications of this. And, and what this means down the road. So, again, you know, I think Zero Hedge is spot on in calling this QE light. Uh, tomorrow we get an interest rate cut, and, and I think it's only a matter of time before we get many more interest rate cuts and many more of these repo operations, which eventually I think will lead to full blown quantitative easing. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.